You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. And here he is, having the time of his life. We're back on The Pipeline Show, final segment of this week's episode, and uh, time to talk a little U-sport hockey once again, as we like to do on this program. And we uh, catch up with a lot of former CHL guys who are uh, using their uh, scholarship packages from whichever league they played in, and uh, continuing their developmental path onto a potential pro career. And uh, my guest this week was in the WHL and is now playing uh, in his second year in a uh, U sport a- out in the uh, AUS conference of U uh, sport to hockey. And you are in, uh, we're speaking with uh, Jordy Stallard uh, of the uh, Acadia Axemen. Uh, welcome to the program, Jordy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to catch up with you. I, I watched you uh, your entire WHL career uh, out here up until recently, and, uh, and so it's good to, to catch up and, and see how you're doing now. And I, I see the team is off to a pretty good start. First place in, in the conference uh, after dropping the first game of the season. You've rattled off six in a row. Uh, things have gone pretty well for your club. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously it's a pretty big year for us hosting nationals. Uh wanted to come out and have a good start. I think the the first game was a little bit of a wake-up call. But we found ourselves on a little bit of a streak, uh, six and one now, and uh, we're playing really well. And just hope to keep it moving forward here. What's the the biggest difference for you? This is a year two for you now, and uh, you go back to your your WHL career, and that second year is probably a lot uh, easier than your first year. Uh, just uh, getting used to. I mean, there's no surprises. You've been to all the ranks, that stuff. Do you do you feel that way about uh, your your time here in the U Sport as well? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just. As a matter of fact of uh, getting familiar with everyone and, and getting a little experience under your belt. Uh, school and hockey, both handling both at the same time can be pretty challenging, but hmm. I think I got a better understanding of it now, and uh, and yeah, I'm really enjoying my time here so far. We're going to talk a lot about the hockey part, but we shouldn't ignore the uh, the education part. What's uh, yeah. what are you what are you taking? Uh, business. Okay, was that uh, a, a, just a, an easy decision for you, or did you know what you wanted to take when you first uh, got there? Uh, I mean, I kind of bounced around a different, couple different options, but I figured business was was the most general, and I didn't really have much interest in anything other than playing hockey. So I figured just uh, <laughs> going that, and a couple of the guys are are in it, so that helps out as well. All right. So the end goal for you is to continue uh, your your hockey career after your time at, at Acadia and, and uh, get a, a pro contract, whether it's in North America or over in Europe. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I should rephrase that. School is important to me, and I do want to. <laughs> Do want to do well, but the goal is definitely for sure to to extend my hockey career after after the fact. Tell me about the program out there. I, I obviously, you know, out west here we don't get to see those uh, schools uh, play very often. We're pretty familiar with Canada West, of course, but um, what's the the uh, what's it like playing in AUS? Uh, it's good. I mean, this is the first time I've been been out east this far out east, and I got here in January of last year. Um, it's good. It's it's. It's fast paced. It's still really good hockey. Um, you know, it's uh, we play on actually uh, Olympic Olympic ice side service. So that was a bit of a bit of a change. The practices are uh, a bit more tiring, that's for sure. But uh, no, it's good. <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, now, of course, you mentioned you uh, you arrived out there uh, midway through uh, last season. And actually, did you actually get to play any uh, games with Acadia last season? Yeah, I think I got thirteen games in, and then three playoff games in. Okay, perfect. Um, now you started the uh, the year off in the ECHL, and uh, maybe just to take us through that uh, decision to uh, to stop playing uh, professionally and and use your scholarship package. Was that an easy choice for you? I uh, I mean, kind of. I mean, throughout the throughout the first half of the season there in the coast, I was bouncing around with the idea. I started out in Allen in Texas. I got traded within a month of being there. 
mm-hmm. um, trade to Indy and was playing and nothing, uh, nothing was really happening. I was, I knew about the WHL scholarship package and it had to be used within 18 months or whatever of, of your 20 year old season. And, uh, I didn't want time to tick down. Uh, I knew school was important, go get a degree and nothing was really happening for me contract wise. Uh, I wasn't, wasn't playing at my very best. So I figured use the, use the option of the WHL scholarship package and, uh, made the choice of Acadia. Jordy Stallard of the Acadia Axemen, uh, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, maybe let's go back and uh, revisit your WHL career a bit as well. Uh, now you're from you're you're from Manitoba, right, Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, correct. Uh, but you started in the dub with the Calgary Hitmen. Uh, they drafted you uh, in the fourth round way back in uh, in 2012 and uh, played uh, what about two and a half years with the Hitmen and uh, ended your WHL career with the the Prince Albert Raiders. When you look back now at at your time in the league. Uh, what stands out to you? Oh, I got everything. Probably just the relationships that I made, the friendships that I made. Uh, yeah, I went out to Calgary at a pretty young age, moving away from home. Uh, nothing but great things to say about that organization. It was awesome. Uh, got traded to PA and another great organization, small town community. I love that. It's kind of it was kind of cool to be able to play on both teams, kind of both ends of the spectrum, small town and in the big city. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that is neat that you get the the whole spectrum there, uh, going from big market mm-hmm. to uh, one of the smaller markets. And interesting to see yeah. uh, last year the Prince Albert Raiders win the WHL championship. The year after you leave, a little bittersweet there to not be a part of it, but uh, you get to see a lot of friends uh, celebrating. Yeah, it was it was awesome to see them win. Uh, I mean, it starts right from the top with uh, the manager percent and the coaches. Uh, Habshide, they're great. They deserve to win. I, I said it right from the start of the year. These guys will be, will be a contender after the year that I left. We had such a strong young core group. Uh, just really happy to see them win. Now, after the, uh, 2017 season, you were drafted by the, uh, the, or excuse me, the 2016 season, uh, drafted by the Winnipeg Jets and, 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 uh, obviously didn't, uh, end up, uh, with a, a contract for you. Maybe just go back. I know that's probably not easy to talk about, but uh, that must have been a, a tough part of your career. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, you know, it was a lifelong dream to get drafted in the NHL. Uh, it was pretty cool to be drafted to Winnipeg, kind of home, two-hour drive away. So yeah. It wasn't bad at all. But, yeah, definitely my going into my 20-year-old season, I had a big season. I wanted to get a contract. Um, didn't work out. Still is my goal to this day to sign an NHL contract. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess you just kind of take a plan B and, and start looking at different options. That's kind of why I went to the coast, see how things worked out, and, that didn't work out there, so just trying to school now. But it uh, it was cool, and I'm still looking for it. Your last season in the dub, 44 goals, 91 points with Prince Albert uh, that final year. That is a really strong season. Did you have any kind of uh, like an invite to pro camp or anything like that? I know it didn't end up yeah. with an NHL contract, but there must have been interest. Uh, yeah, I went to uh, Ottawa's main camp, uh, and then I went to the Belleville Center's AHL camp Okay, as well. At least you know uh, that you're on the radar for teams. Yeah, I mean, I just got to put my best foot forward. And I know I got to get a lot bigger and stronger still if I want to want to get to the next level. But uh, hopefully, that's what these four years will will do. When your uh, junior eligibility is up and you got to make that choice uh, of where you're going uh, to steer your career, and that decision you're you're looking at the ECHL or using your scholarship package, you you ended up choosing the ECHL. But was that an easy choice to make? And, what what kind of uh, what were you weighing between the two paths? Yeah, that at the time of making that choice, it actually was a pretty tough choice. 
Um, I knew that uh, there was no contract on the on the table, so I knew I'd have to go to an East Coast team. And at the time, the the plan was just go to the East Coast team, sign a one way deal, and you know hopefully succeed there, do well there, and get a call up and maybe an AHL contract offer. Uh, but kind of just as the season started, the season went on in the coast. I didn't want to ruin any chances of my school eligibility, so my agents just called me and, and, and kind of talked about the idea of uh, of heading to school, and then that's where we came up with Acadia. Now, uh, why Acadia, the the right program for you? Uh, you're a Western guy. I, I know there are you have some teammates uh, that are from the WHL playing with you uh, out there in in Acadia as well. But most generally, the WHL guys will play Canada West. Uh, but uh, why uh, why the trek out east for you? Well, I think probably the teammates uh, helped Michael Zip, Locke Morrison, and at the time Jackson Howell Cruz no longer here. He uh, he was here. And those guys were uh, pretty big roles in getting me here. Uh, they, they loved it out here. I had nothing but good things to say. And as well, I knew uh, a guy who used to play for the Brandon Weekings, Andrew Clark. He's now playing pro in, in Austria, I believe. We're pretty good family friends with him. And he attended four years at Acadia as well, actually. And was able to talk with him and, and kind of work on everything. And he was uh, he had nothing but great things to say about the place. Well, and uh, some of those other WHL guys that are uh, on your team in Acadia, uh, Logan Flodell, goaltender. Uh, you mentioned uh, Michael Zip. Tate Olson's a, a former WHLer, as is Mark uh-huh. McNulty and Mason McCarty uh, played with the Red Deer Rebels. And uh, uh, there's so there's a, a number of guys. And uh, when you haven't uh, practiced, the uh, you have some inter squad games. You know the WHL guys against the OHL and the Q guys. <laughs> At the start of the season, uh, when we got here, when we weren't allowed to practice with coaches, we just do uh, East versus West. So yeah. we do most of the dub guys with maybe a couple old guys versus versus everyone else. So gets pretty competitive out there. Who's got uh, bragging rights when it comes to that? Uh, I think we split it pretty evenly, but I know we got a couple games for sure. <laughs> a lot of other guys uh, that you played against in the WHL that are also out in AUS. You crossed paths with some former, former uh, maybe even some teammates? He, no teammates, but, uh, yeah, Mark Russell, he's on UMB Reds, played him. He's a really good player. Uh, McDonald's on St. FX. I believe he was in Everett. Everett, yeah. Right. But there's a couple guys, yeah, that came out here. Now, uh, how long does it take you to get used to sort of the, uh, what the rivalries are like? Like, who is the, the arch rival for Acadia out there? Uh, I'd probably say St. FX is our, our rivalry. It didn't take, didn't take very long at all to, to notice that one. The games are always always pretty intense. No, it's a seven team conference, so I imagine it's it's easy to get up for for all the games. And uh, you know, teams like UNB are are perennial uh, powerhouse, uh, so those games have to be pretty uh, intense as well. I would guess. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess anything can happen in the league, but uh, these teams are good. They're pro teams, and uh, we just got to make sure we bring it every time we play them. Uh, so this weekend, uh, you have a, a couple of games. A lot of conferences will play home and home, but are just geographically, you guys are close enough to each other that um, you don't have to play the same team uh, in back-to-back nights. Uh, like this weekend, you're playing St. Mary's, and, and then you're on the road in, in Prince Edward Island. And so geographically, it, it means you you can uh, that schedule is kind of different. Yeah, it's not too bad at all. I think the only overnight trips that we'll do is maybe New Brunswick, which is about five hours away, and. Moncton, which is about three, and PAI is three two. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. It's kind of every night you're playing a different team. It's it's not hard to get from one place to another. So the travel schedule not quite like the WHL. Is that what you're saying? 
<laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Definitely not like Prince Albert's travel schedule. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this season, uh, Jordi, and you're uh, again. It's it's year two, or maybe year one point five for you. But um, yeah, you've we'll got call it year two. yeah, you've got uh, five years of eligibility uh, in in U Sports. You after this year, you still got three more years. But do you know what your career path is? You take it one year at a time, or or, or how do you kind of view it? Uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, I'm not trying to look too far in the future. I know what I want, but I got to take it one game, one game, one year at a time, and, and just hopefully everything works out. And, uh, I know I want to be in it, uh, playing hockey somewhere after, uh, after my years here. And, uh, that's what I know that I want. For, you know, a 19 year old or a 20 year old player that uh, is kind of uh, in the same situation that you were, uh, when you were that age, um, and, and they're kind of weighing their options between ECHL or or going over to Europe or uh, going uh, and using their scholarship package, what would you tell a guy like that now, having gone through that experience yourself? Well, I would I would definitely say if if they have the opportunity to go to the coast or or even the AHL for a little bit, try it out and, and see if it's uh, see if it's what they think uh, the path is, and uh, if it works out for them, great. And if not, school is always a good option. Uh, I mean. We've been told that you need a degree, and, and we got to get that. So here, and you can play hockey as well. So it's it's not bad at all. The hockey's really good. It's fast paced. Big guys. It's just junior A right after junior A. So it uh, it's better. And the, and the scholarship packages worked out well for you. Worked out really well. Yeah, it's it's actually been really easy. The, the WHL just in contact with one guy, and he gets everything. He emails it to you, and it's it's really quick. Excellent. Worked out well. Well, Jordy, listen, I really appreciate your time. Uh, wish you and the Axemen the, the best of luck this season. Uh, maybe we'll uh, talk to you down the road. For sure. Awesome. Thank you very much. That's uh, Jordy Stallard of the Acadia Axemen, uh, formerly of the Prince Albert Raiders and the uh, Calgary Hitmen. And I saw this week the WHL uh, released uh, the numbers for the uh, scholarships uh, that they've given out uh, this fall. Just short of 400 new record, I believe, set uh, by the league. It's it's always great for to see the uh, the guys who don't sign the NHL contracts are uh, making use of their WHL scholarships across the, the Canadian Hockey League, not just the dub guys. But I, I've always said it that um, you know the ECHL isn't going anywhere. It, it's it's still going to be there when you're done playing U Sport. Now you heard Jordy say it, and, and he did it. He went to the ECHL and played for six months and decided it wasn't the right uh, fit or the right time for him. Uh, so he's making use of his scholarship. I think that's the smart thing to do. And I'm not going to hold it against a guy that uh, decides he's going to go to Europe or play in the ECHL or the American Hockey League and and uh, and just becomes a career minor leaguer, and that's that's fine too. I mean, you're you're getting paid to play pro hockey. That to me is a is still a, a WHL success story. But I do tip my cap to the to the guys that use their scholarship packages while they can, and uh, then then go on and play professionally after that. And with that, that wraps up this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. Thanks to all four guests that you heard from on this week's uh, episode. And all of those interviews done Tuesday, Wednesday-ish, except for one, uh, the the, uh, the final segment there with Jordy was uh, done uh, yesterday on Thursday. Uh, but that means that uh, early access for patrons at patreon.com slash the Pipeline Show. Everybody who has signed up to be a patron, they've had access to those interviews for two or three days already. If that interests you, if you'd like to get early access, then go to patreon.com slash thepipelineshow and check it out. A couple of bucks a month is all it takes. You can sign up with your credit card. It comes out 
at the start of every month just automatically you don't even have to think about it and uh, while two bucks uh, won't mean a whole lot to you uh, accumulates and uh, means a whole lot to uh, me and to the future of the pipeline show so i appreciate from the bottom of my heart everybody who has already signed up to be a patron and uh, to those who are maybe hearing this right now and are going to go check it out and will sign up as well thank you very much Next week on the Pipeline Show, uh, I do have one confirmed guest already. It'll be the 2020 Draft Spotlight segment guest. We're going to head over to Sweden and Noel Gundler, potential first-round pick in the 2020 Draft. Uh, he is going to be on the show next week. And uh, the other guests are yet to line up, but, uh, you know, there's going to be a CHL Insider. There'll be an In the Dub segment. There'll be an NCAA College uh, Campus Report. Pretty much everything you've come to know and expect from the Pipeline Show, you know what to expect. So between now and then, get out there and watch some junior or college hockey so that you and I can talk about it next week here on The Pipeline Show. Until then, my name is Keith Flaming. See ya.